Please be advised that the following podcast does contain adult themes and languages. Thank you. Welcome to the Illuminating Mycelium Podcast. The podcast for everyday people by everyday people. I'm your host, Project Dave, and I'm back at it again to continue highlighting and amplifying the lives, ventures, and endeavors of everyday people just like you and me and learning from them along the way. As part of our Thanksgiving special, we're going to be featuring our conversation with Brad Williamson. He's a photographer and active community member based in Green Bay, Wisconsin. So as you're enjoying your turkey and various other dishes, you can listen in as Brad and I discuss what it was like growing up in Chicago and looking back on it now, identity, photography, protests and involvement in community events, social justice and reform, celebrating Thanksgiving and what it means to us in this day and age, and much more. He does some amazing photography. I honestly can't recommend his services enough. He also recently developed his own studio. So if you're in need of a photographer and are in the area, be sure to hit him up. There's a link in the description box. Otherwise, you can also search for Bradford's underscore photography on Instagram. Brad is very actively involved in his community and involved in a lot of great work and events that I believe should be showcased to the world. So I'm very happy that I was able to get him on here to share it all with you guys. So with that in mind, I hope you guys enjoy his perspective and are able to learn from it. Without further ado, here comes Brad. When talking about everyday people and their stories, we can't help but talk about all their hard work. So grab a cup of coffee. I often think about what fuels a lot of these everyday folks, as well as what sustains me personally. Coffee certainly helps, but it can't just be any coffee. It's got to be coffee made by everyday people for everyday people. The kind that when you brew it in a pot, it kind of just draws everyone to the kitchen and they're sniffing that aroma. Our beans are sourced from small businesses in the heart of the Appalachia. My personal favorite, the Route 39 blend from Lexington Roasters is a Forbes top-ranked coffee. You can also check the notes on each blend to determine flavor profiles, shipping, and more. Beans are roasted on a weekly basis to ensure freshness. So if you're looking for some extra fuel to aid you in your everyday lives, ventures, and endeavors, go to thegrindbluefield.com backslash shop dash coffee dash roast or click the link in the description to pick out your next coffee beans and brew a pot of happiness. The grind never stops. Brad, thanks for taking the time to come on the podcast and tell us more about yourself as well as what you're currently doing. Thank you, man. It's great to have be on the show. For sure. So you grew up in Chicago, right? I did. I did grew up on the South Side, uh, basically what they call the Wild Hunnids. The Wild Hunnids? You want to tell me more about that? It's the the inner city, but it's kind of like a suburb area. Um, you know, I my dad owned a house on 127th and Green right off Hosted, um, next to the cemetery. And that was, uh, I forgot what, uh, suburb that was, but the hundreds are just basically suburbs. When they tore down the projects, this is where they, you know, uh, dislocated the, or not dislocated. Um, they just placed these people, um, in the, in the hundreds. And that's basically what it was called. I got you. I got you. So, uh, tell me more about what it was like growing up in Chicago. Uh, growing up in Chicago was different, man. Uh, from a child. I mean, I was there until I was eight years old. 
Uh, so I lived there until I was eight. And then every summer until I was about 15, I had to go back and see my dad. But um, when I lived there, it was, I mean, I saw a guy get shot in the head at the age of six. Um, I've wow. seen a, a car, literally a guy went flying down the street and split a tree in half and the tree landed on top of the car at a very young age. But I also saw some very caring things go on, you know, that's where all my family is. That's where I learned. I feel to be the person I am today. Um, but Chicago is just a beautiful place. Right. I feel that. So how is your relationship with Chicago now? Like, do you still visit it? How do you feel about Chicago versus living in Green Bay now? I love Chicago. Chicago home. Um, I would never move back there just because of the taxes. Um, but if the taxes was lower, I would definitely consider moving back. Um, but the difference between the two is crazy. It's worlds apart. You know, I was, I actually was talking to a client yesterday about a photo shoot I was doing and they both lived in Chicago and they both lived in Minneapolis for some odd reason. Well, not some odd reasons, just some coincidence. And it's like, dude, I was at this, I was in those both places, you know? Um, and we talked about Chicago and we talked about how it's so convenient to do things. You know, there's always something to do. If you want food at a super late time, you can get food at two, three, four, five o'clock in the morning. You know, in Green Bay, you can't get anything past, honestly, 1130 if you're, trying to, if you're not trying to eat McDonald's. For sure. So do you think that either of these communities, Green Bay or Chicago, are forgotten about? Um, yes, I believe... Chicago is deeply forgotten about. Um, I think we look at what goes on in Chicago is like, you know, they call it the murder capital of the world. And I understand why, because I've seen some crazy shit when I was there. I went to college there. I mean, I, I literally turned down the a wrong street one day and it was, you know, 1130 at night, a drag race and turned down the wrong street. And, you know, I hear gunshots going off. You know, it, that's some scary shit, but uh, Chicago is definitely forgotten about because they have a lot of heartache within their within the families and the communities and stuff. And there's a lot of people that are next to each other that don't like each other. And I feel like if we can spread them out a little bit more, you know, um, just because, I mean, you're next to your enemy there. Here in Green Bay, you know, we got less pop. It's a huge a huge population difference. Um, Green Bay is not forgotten about. And the density, I suppose, too. Yeah, definitely, man. For sure. So what would you like us to know about either Chicago or Green Bay that people don't know about? I think one thing I want people to know about Green Bay is Green Bay is a very, very beautiful place. Um, It's a very nice place to raise a family. It's a very nice place to live. you just have to not get accustomed to the Green Bay lifestyle. And what I mean by that is that Green Bay has a certain way of doing things. They get stuck in their ways. They're like old timers. They uh they don't like change. Um, every time we get something new in Green Bay, it doesn't stick around very long because no one's opt to change. Um, no one wants to try new things. And, uh, and that's what you get accustomed to here. I mean, I started getting that way. Where I just didn't want to try anything. And... I actually had to take a step back and reevaluate who I was because that wasn't the person I was, you know? Yeah, I can definitely understand that. 
Last question I have in regards to your background, and you spoke to this a little bit based on growing up in Chicago, but how important is your identity to you? And does your identity play a role in your daily life? Uh, yes, my identity is very, very important to me um, just because I'm a successful Black American. You know, it's it's crazy to see that a kid from the South Side of Chicago be somebody, you know, um, and, and I'm giving back to the community. So that's one of the things. All right. So moving on to photography now, you recently started your own photography business and you also created your own studio. Tell us a little bit more about the current work that you're doing with that. So I got into photography. So I'm going to start with my background. My background in photography, I started three years, three, three to four years ago. Me and one of my really good friends, John Sandu, uh, started a photography business basically around drag racing. Um, we did that for about three years, three and a half years. And uh, at the beginning of the year, when all the protesting started, I decided I like taking pictures of people. You know, I had it in my mind that I wanted to, you know, do this for a living and get paid uh, for photos, but also just to get paid for it, I wanted to give away and give back to my community. So offer, you know, a couple shoots throughout the week free, always um, just to make me better as a photographer, you know. Um, and then I also do paid gigs. So in the studio I built in my basement, um, basically it's very, very cheap uh, through some uh, reflective insulation up on the roof uh, to throw light down. I got a couple of ring lights. I got a huge white roll of paper, which is my backdrop. I got a cheap stand. I got some uh, car carpet and I threw it all in the basement, tacked it up and it looks pretty good, man. It works. It throws a lot of light. Um, it's not, you know, the best studio ever, but to start out, it's it's going to get me where I need to go. For sure. Sounds sounds awesome. You kind of talked about it a little bit, but what inspired you to get into photography? My passion for catching the moment. I love just capturing the moment. That's what it's about. It's weird because in the weirdest situations, I just blend in with the crowd and people are themselves around me. You know, that's the hardest thing. Getting your picture taken is the hardest thing. You know, am I going to look right? Am I going to do it? You know, so I think with the way I do it, uh, people are very, very comfortable with me and they, they just like what I do. You know, they're comfortable and it makes it a lot easier. Yeah, definitely. You talked about a little bit of the difficulties. What's your favorite thing about photography? My favorite part for, of photography. That's a tough one, man. Because it used to be traveling. <laughs> Um, when I did drag racing, we went down to Texas every year. I did that for the last four years, four or five years. We go to Indiana a lot. We go to Indi or two different places in Indiana. I travel to Southern Wisconsin a lot. Um, I want to go out to Ohio, you know, Kentucky, Kansas and all these places. So that was my favorite part about drag or, uh, photography was that I got to travel to the United States. I didn't get to do it as a child and it took me close to 23 years of my life to get out and start seeing this beautiful country we live in. Yeah, definitely. That's pretty cool. You talked about some of the events that you cover. What, what photo shoot or event are you most proud of? I just did a maternity shoot on Saturday. My first ever one. I was completely nervous. Didn't know what I was getting into. Um, I've, I mean, I was on Pinterest. I was on Instagram, I was on Facebook, I was just scouring the internet 
trying to figure out how to pose this lady, you know. I took my first couple shots and I was like, this is money. Like, I got the glow of a woman in a photo and it made me very, very happy. For sure. That's what's up. Do you have any tips or tricks for beginners who are looking to get started in photography? Yeah. Um, you can go to a local store. You can find a group on Facebook. Um, you can, there's so many different ways of getting into it. It's insane. Um, and there's, you, I mean, the way I learned every, I, I have no background in photography, nothing, no education or anything like that. Um, and if you see my work, you're like, wow, that's great. Um, but it's all off of YouTube. I spent hours and hours and hours and hours watching YouTube on how to work. Um, I basically start off how to take a photo how to yeah. use manual settings on a camera. I didn't go into the specifics of the camera that I use now. Um, but it's literally just going out, trying things, you know, stepping out of my comfort zone, which is a really, really hard thing for me. But uh, stepping out of my comfort zone, trying things because you're not going to be the best right away. So you have to start somewhere and you don't have to have expensive equipment. I mean, I, I talk to people all the time because they look at the equipment I carry around me and they're like, Oh, that's, that's some pretty expensive stuff. And I'm like, yeah, um, it's pretty expensive, but I got a cheaper camera at home that I should be carrying around that I could do the same amount of work with and get almost the same results with, you know? So it's like, you don't need that four or $5,000 camera. You can go get that two, $300 camera and do great work and start that way. Just like I did. I gotcha. So last thing on cameras, um, you actually kind of inspired me to get more into drones recently. So do you think that drones will play a large role in photography going forward? Yes. Drones are there for weddings. I mean, they can do just about anything. They can go anywhere. They're quiet. They don't, no one knows they're there. Um, and a lot of wedding photographers and event photographers are, offering cinematic videos with drones you know it's you can i mean drones even go into real estate you get a, uh, your license through the ffa and you can shoot houses you can shoot apartment buildings you can shoot i mean that drones even venture out into agriculture you know they have grid systems for them where um they go look for animals at night for farmers and things like that so drones are gonna honestly and the camera quality that comes out of them. I mean, the camera quality, or so my main camera that I use is a 24.3 megapixel camera. My drone has a 48 megapixel camera on it. It's like, and it's half the size, you know? So it's, it's crazy what drones are turning into. Um, and I got a drone, you know, and they got, they go extremely, extremely, the picture quality is phenomenal video quality is phenomenal they have tripod yeah. mode i mean they have gimbals built in so there's no shake in these drones you know it's it's cinematic it's smooth it's smoother than butter that's what's up all right so moving on to community involvement because i know that you're really involved in the local community in green bay and you've also covered other events throughout wisconsin so how did you first become involved in covering and filming protests? So the way I got into protesting was I was I worked one Saturday at my job and I was on my way home and something told me don't get on the highway, go through the city and then get on the highway at the other end of the because I, I work 44 miles. So I drive through one city and then get on the highway on the other side of town or whatnot. But I got to 
uh, what we call Houdini Plaza in Appleton, Wisconsin. And there was a large group of people out there, probably 150 people. And this is, you know, a couple of days after George, George Floyd's killing. And I'm like, you know, let me see what's going on down here. So I have my camera in the car, um, which is really weird because I never used to carry my camera at all. Got out and I heard some some crazy words for some powerful, powerful, you know, young individuals. And I went home and well, I took some photos there and I took some video and I was like, I'm gonna, I'm this is I'm gonna keep this forever. This is this is this touched me, you know. Because yeah. I'm like, home and I was like, well, if they're doing that down in Appleton, I know Green Bay's doing something. And I was like, hmm. So I went downtown and I looked around. I found a, another large group of people um, marching from the police station, uh, screaming Black Lives Matter. Um, and there was a lot. They were just chanting. So I joined in and because I feel the same way these people feel. Um, so I joined in and it was on from there. It just, it caught me. There was so much emotion going through um, these people. And I feel, you know, I feel for them, I, but I see both sides, of this, uh, both sides. Yeah, definitely. I know that you've gone to protests that cover a range of causes. So what do you think the importance is of covering protests of a wide range of causes and not just one singular thing? I cover all protests because everyone has a voice in America. We are the home of the, the brave land of the free. Um, so with that being said, everyone has a say in what they feel. Um, we don't all have to agree to it, but we have to understand it. We have to um, take notice to it. You know what I mean? Does your passion for photography overlap with your passion for covering community events? Uh, yes, they, they cross damn near perfect. I mean, um, on uh, 5.31, 5:31/2020, there was a uh, the protest, the first protest I actually went to in Green Bay. Um, towards the end of the night, things got a little rowdy. There was uh, some kids that ran into a gas station, and Fox News. I was out there, so I got there five. Um, I was running on one and a half batteries for my camera, which was like crazy because I, I I was out there out there till three a.m. I didn't see Fox News or any major news broadcast network out there until after the the um, little rioting went on with the one gas station. Other than that, they weren't out there covering anything at all. Because what I did is Fox News, they came out there and they, they spewed a bunch of hatred and people in Green Bay was... <laughs> talking crap all over the internet and this man i'm like dude i was out there till 3 a.m let me show you so i put together right. a 58 minute video of what happened that day and the people who wanted to see it i mean it got 1500 views on facebook that's not a lot but for a 58 minute video people watched it 1500 times i mean that's something to me um, and there's some people out there that know the truth and they can actually see actually what happened and how everything led up to what what happened that night which wasn't i mean wasn't terrible at all in my eyes right right well that's really interesting that you know they painted in that kind of a way but you know you were able to show them what really happened firsthand i think that's a good step in showing people what's really going on because the media like you said they're always gonna have some sort of data, but the local people they know what their communities need and they know what they're like exactly i mean 
we, because um, I'm a part of Black Lives United Green Bay, and we put together Juneteenth this year. And there's this one, what really, really, really got to me, what really made my passion drive for this. You're listening to the Illuminating Mycelium Podcast. If you're enjoying the show, you should come check out all of our fresh new merchandise and apparel that just dropped on our store. We've got t-shirts, pants, sweatshirts, hats, phone cases, water bottles, coffee mugs, shoot, even blankies, and a ton more. All made with comfy fabrics and premium materials. They feature our signature logos, catchphrases, guest picks, and come in all sizes. Now shipping nationwide right to your doorstep. Just go to illuminatingmyceliumpodcast.com or click the link in the description to pick out your next gear and become the mycelium. Is that there was this, um, what they say is one of the first African-American ladies that came to Green Bay, blah, blah, blah. And she's on there, basically, she's up there with the police chief, which is white, which is, there's no, I'm not spewing out, I'm just painting a picture for you, you know what I mean? Um, she's yeah. up there with the police chief, the mayor, they're all white, and they're talking down to the community about what happened, you know, and she gets up there and her final words was, if you don't like our rules, go back to where you came from, which really bothered me because you got to understand as a African-American, people used to say that to you being the first African-American in Green Bay. Why would you say this to children? And why would you say this to the community in front of people who are oppressing us, you know? Um, so after that, it really just, my drive for it was like, I'm, I'm going to get as much footage as I can and I will risk everything that I've worked hard for to make sure that the community that I live in and the youth that I am watching grow up and who's going to take over what I'm doing, that they have a voice and that people know that, that what the news companies say and but then they're emotional. They're, there's feelings running wild. You know, they're, they're, it could have got a lot worse and it didn't. And you guys are making it seem like they tore apart the United States and it was literally a half of a gas, not even a half a gas station. You don't back a dog into a cage and not expect that dog to start biting, man. I'm, I just don't get that. When, yeah, you can't put that dog in a cage and and make them hungry or let them starve and then tell them ah, and then go in there. He's going to bite you. You know what I mean? That's what the people are doing. The government has not given us anything as minorities, as uh, indigenous people in this country. And we we're getting sick of it, man. It's a new generation and we can't talk about no more. We need action. We, we want, we want what we deserve. You know what I mean? And it's crazy that we we have to, we have to beg for equality in America. That is that black people build this country. We we owe it to them to make country that it can be in their favor. You know what I'm saying? So on that note, what, what kind of, I guess, tangibles would you like to see prioritized for blacks and other folks? Um, I would really, my, my, what would really make me happy is that healthcare and mental health care for African-Americans and minority in this country is free. If there's a way to get it out, it needs to happen. We need, we need our younger community to get this emotion out. Stop holding it in 
because every day I'm seeing my, my friends, you know, it's weird because I, I gained this huge group of friends who are a lot older than me. And I can see the depression. I can see the stress. I can see the anxiety. I can see all of that in them. And I'm just like, that's just years and years and years of built up and it's building, you know, it's, and it, it, I just don't want one of my friends or anyone in this country, no matter what color you are to feel that you have to take your life because of, you know, depression or anything like that. So I think we need to healthcare for all, um, medical or not medical. Yeah. Medical healthcare, but also mental. The biggest thing is your mind. Once your mind's in this, uh, is fucked, you're gone, you know? Yeah. I mean, look at the, look at the election that just happened last week, dude. Numbers turned out over the last couple months. We've seen huge groups of Native Americans doing marches. We've seen numbers and numbers of African American marches around the country, not even around the country, around the world, you know? This shit is sparking I think around the world. This isn't something that just happens in America. Say that again? Right. I mean, you saw the in SARS in Nigeria, I think, is still going on, but Yeah. Yeah. I mean, save our <laughs> save our children is going around around the country. You know, women's rights are going around or are at stake around the country, around in the world, you know. Like, dude, it's it's insane how there's people trying to tell people how to live and how to basically use their body. Wrapping up about the community events, like what uh, what events do you have that you're looking forward to in 2021? Do you have anything planned in terms uh, of like community events, protests, things like that? 2021, um, basically. So my plans um, are BLU. We're doing another Juneteenth on um, 2021 in Green Bay. We're hoping that this is going to be a last year. We did it in seven, eight days and it was phenomenal. You know, we had, I think it was like 2,500 people turn out in six days. We had a full stage. We had food. We had everything you would want there for you to enjoy. Um, so next year, 2021, we are planning to make it bigger, better and have it as just amazing as we had last year. Um, a personal achievement for me that I'm going to try to take is at the end of 2021, I'm going to tally up everything I made over the year. I'm going to take 20% of what I made from photography and give it back to a black owned business um, or black owned or not a black owned. Uh, yeah. A black owned business or a minority, you know, uh, group that helps out the community. Um, so that I can give, I know where my money's going, you know? I mean, I'm hoping that it's a large amount. I'm hoping that it's a, a significant amount that it that like does a lot. I mean, even the little bit that I can give is going to do a lot, but I hope it's, I hope it's where it's going to make me very, very happy to give back to my community and hopefully either start another avenue of business for a someone in the community that's African-American or, or a minority. Um, but yeah, that's my, my goal is to give 20% of my, my profits back from photography in 2021 to my community and also build a better Juneteenth for Green Bay. You know, I, I, it's what the plan is hopefully is to bring African-American culture here and show them, you know, that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to show them because you you can't understand it until you actually see it and once you see it you'll you'll see that it's not what 
you see on TV. It's not what you think it is. It's, it's a lot better than what you think. And it's a lot more calm. It's not crazy. It's not chaos. It's not people running around. It's just a different way of people expressing themselves than your normal. I want to be calm and sit down now. Let's jump around. Let's have fun. Let's smile. Let's, let's laugh. Let's, let's yell at each other. You know what I mean? You got to make it interactive. Yeah, dude. I mean, I'm sorry that your, your culture, which is not a culture is boring, but you know, <laughs> if my culture wants to run around and yell, let's, let us fucking do it. You know, don't say, Oh, that's craziness or that shouldn't happen. Like, you know, just cause you're, it makes you uncomfortable. Doesn't mean it's uncomfortable for everyone. All right. So moving on to the last segment, Thanksgiving coming up pretty soon. Do you still celebrate Thanksgiving? I do. Um, I don't know why I do, but I celebrate. I mean, I celebrate it. Uh, it's it's more or less for the kids. And what does it mean to you? Thanksgiving, honestly, is just a time that I get to see family members that I don't see throughout the year. I mean, it, that's what it used to be. Now it's more or less my immediate family comes together and we all sit down, have a really nice meal together, laugh, joke. I see all the I see all my nieces and nephews. For a couple of years, I've been up to Minnesota to see you and Jeffrey and Mary and. You guys are all my friends, and well, you guys are my fucking friends. You guys are my fucking family. Uh, yeah, I go. Oh, yeah, I get to see my family. That's that's legit. It. That's the reason I still celebrate it. That's so. What plans do you have this year for Thanksgiving? Um, so it's gonna be the first Thanksgiving I get to spend with lady friend Josie. Um, so uh i think what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna do half the cooking and my other sister's gonna do half the cooking because my mom can't this year um and we're gonna just all meet at my mom's house um i'm gonna make some some sides and some meat um but we usually when i have it at my mom's house we don't have the traditional thanksgiving like you know your turkey um we have the traditional sides we just don't have the traditional meat so like a couple years ago we had like barbecue ribs that i grilled uh a couple years ago we had chicken breasts uh shit like that so we'll make it happen we always do something um we just don't do it the traditional way for sure well i'm glad that you guys are still celebrating because i know with the pandemic going around a lot of people have altered their plans but i think you know, if you can do it safely, I think it's now it's more important than ever to be around family and really create those memories. Exactly. Yes, it it, it is. I'm, I mean, we're doing we're going to do it safely. You know, we're it's, the people that are going to be here are the people that I see almost every day or every other day, you know. So um, there's going to be the precautions taken. Um, but also, you got to understand, this is my family that I'm around every day so it's like uh, for sure for sure I right. don't have no outsiders in <laughs> keep your co- keep your COVID-19 over there sir <laughs> right right alright so last question I've got for you what is your long term dream slash my long term that's a loaded question that is a extremely loaded question <laughs> that, I got so many fucking avenues I can go down right now it's insane I mean I got photography I've been an automotive technician for the last five years I'm going to school to get a business degree I mean there's there's so many different avenues I can take um, long term dreams vision honestly to be mentally mentally healthy physically healthy um Make sure all my friends are good. Make sure my community is good, and just po- just be the best person I can possibly be. Honestly, bro, like 
it's time to just be kind to everybody, you know, it's time to, I think we need a, a couple years of kindness. Um, and that's, that's going to be the dream right now is to just create a kind, safe environment for everyone. Um, no matter what color you are, no matter what you like, who you like, what you want to do, what you don't want to do. It's just time to, it's just time to be free. All right. I can dig that. All right. Well, that's all I've got. Do you have anything else you want to say to our listeners or anything? Uh, yeah. Black lives matter. Heck yeah, um, they do. And we need to arrest those cops that did that shit to Breonna Taylor, man. That was fucked up. Cops, cops need to be held accountable no matter who they are or what, how high they are up in a, a police station. They need to be held accountable for their action because they're human just like we are. Um, but honestly, yo, them fuckers that did that to Breonna Taylor need to go. You know, that cop that did that shit to Jacob Blake, you need to go. You need your job taken. So. Just, just remember, there was some some good things that happened in 2020 other than the pandemic. I mean, David, you've known me. We've been friends for how long? 10 plus years. You've seen me. <laughs> you you know me, you know what I mean? And to see who I have become, become now, it's just like, it's probably a world of difference. I hope, you know, I've done everything possible to change who I was from that asshole of a person I was to who I am now. For sure. I mean, personal transformation, I think, is should be for everyone quite frankly i mean we're always yes. learning you know like obviously when it comes to big things we don't want to get those wrong but every day just get a little bit better exactly bro that's 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 what it is so you know all right cool well i appreciate you taking your time to come on and tell us more about yourself yeah thanks I, i'm thankful that you selected me out of all the people you could have selected you selected me that's showing. That's saying a lot. That's that's uh, David. You're one of my really good friends, and I really appreciate you. And I really appreciate what you're doing for the community. And keep up your good work, bro. I got you, bro. I felt it was important. All the work you're doing, it needs to be out there. So, thank you, thank you. All right, take care, man. Thank you for tuning in today. We hope you enjoyed the show and had fun while learning more from everyday people just like yourselves. To support us and help us spread these stories even further, please consider giving us a review or rating on whichever platform you're streaming from. There will be links in the description box just in case you can't find it. And for more news and all things everyday people, join our newsletter by going to our website. By joining, you'll also gain exclusive offers and discounts on Illuminating Mycelium merchandise and apparel from our store. Just go to IlluminatingMyceliumPodcast.com or click the link in the description and become the Mycelium.